0: The big story from the Straits Times on Money FM 89.3 you're watching The Big Story with me, Harianto Diman. Subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you will not miss a single episode. Singapore is likely to soon see a significant wave of COVID-19 cases as the Omicron variant spreads through the community. But at a press conference today, ministers say they're hopeful that we can ride through this wave without having to tighten measures. So far, most of the Omicron cases have been mild, especially among those who have been fully vaccinated. Since our last press conference, the number of uh, Omicron cases have
1: risen rapidly, especially over the last uh, few days. Now, the Ministry of Health can ascertain about 70% of daily cases to be Omicron. But in reality, the proportion is likely to be higher, perhaps close to 90% or more. Omicron has clearly dominated over Delta variant in Singapore.
0: With Omicron cases set to spike, more people may be absent from work in the coming weeks, leading to the timing of the expected Omicron surge means there will be no changes to current safe management measures for the upcoming Chinese New Year period. Groups of five are permitted for social gatherings, and each household is allowed up to five visitors per day. We want to get an expert opinion on these developments. Uh, joining me is Professor Teo Yee Ying, Dean of NUS's Swee Hock School of Public Health. Welcome back to the show, Professor. Professor, changes to healthcare protocols, a simplified testing regime for VTL travellers. Some of the announcements today, what do these illustrate about Singapore's management strategy currently?
1: Thank you very much for having me back. There are indeed some simplifications of the testing regime for the VTL travellers but I would actually classify this to be rather minor changes rather than big changes that will really smoothen and facilitate hassle-free travel. Because after all, we still require VTL travellers to test themselves daily for the first seven days after they enter Singapore, except that this no longer need to be supervised, nor do they need to submit the results. Also, should anyone test positive during this period, there is now a convergence to the same protocol as with anyone in Singapore who tests positive and has not been traveling. So basically, really looking at whether they are unwell or well, and to follow the respective protocols, one or two, staying at home, monitoring the symptoms. So really, we are still very cautious and trying to pick up important cases amongst VTL travelers as early as possible. But at least now we are more knowledgeable about the impact of the Omicron variant. We can now align our border control measures with our existing community protocols for anyone who has been testing positive. After all, as part of today's announcement, MOH did mention we will no longer differentiate between Omicron and non-Omicron infections. So if we look back at our heightened border measures that were introduced previously, those were specifically directed at trying to pick up Omicron and to minimise the impact of Omicron in the population. So now we can actually move to a protocol that is much more aligned with our general approaches to manage COVID-19.
0: Professor, you mentioned small changes. Uh, these tweaks, shall we say, are they enough to prevent a stricter tightening of COVID 19 rules further down the road?
1: I actually did mention that this tweak's really fairly minor in nature, and I don't think it will really have an impact on the trajectory of our COVID 19 infections. What it's clear is that Omicron, it's much more transmissible. So I do expect the number of infections in the community will increase steadily over the next few weeks with or without today's changes. But what we do, however, need to continue monitoring is whether this increase in infection numbers will similarly lead to a surge in the number of hospitalizations and exert an increased burden on our hospitals and healthcare workforce. Now, the situation in Europe and North America, as we have seen in the news daily, is really a mixed bag, but all the data concurred on the fact that Omicron can increase the number of infections, but does not necessarily increase the pressure on the healthcare system. So whether we need to tighten COVID-19 rules further down the road, I expect this will depend more on the hospital situation, like what we've always mentioned rather than really the number of infections happening in the community. And when I mentioned the hospital situation, we do need to be very careful that our the present protocols for manpower management, especially in our hospitals, do not incapacitate our healthcare workforce directly. For example, if we start to isolate and quarantine many of our nurses and doctors, Simply because of their proximity or interactions with known cases, we may end up with a situation like in many of the countries in Europe or, or North America that Omicron indeed drives mostly asymptomatic and mild infections that do not require hospitalizations. But our hospital or healthcare workforce comes under pressure because many of them, many of the healthcare workers are quarantined away. Uh, rather than allowed to go back to work. So that's something we need to be very careful of.
0: So, Professor, on that, what would you suggest then uh, for us to almost, you know, prevent or not take that route of um, isolating our uh, healthcare manpower? So this is really where we have to understand that as part of living with COVID-19,
1: the data clearly suggests that even with Omicron infections, vaccinated, fully vaccinated people the problems of COVID-19 now really resembles that of a common cold or flu. And if that is the case, we never really keep our healthcare workers isolated or quarantined away for a fixed number of period when they have a cold or when they have flu. We do watch out for whether they need to stay away uh, with medical leaves or not but there is no official protocol that says that suddenly an entire group of healthcare workers are not allowed to go to work. Because many of these healthcare workers, either they stay together or they do interact amongst themselves on a daily basis. So if someone does test positive, there is a real chance that the health risk warnings will be sent to an entire cohort of, of healthcare workers in the same section or same department that you can incapacitate the healthcare workforce simply because of the protocols rather than a genuine surge in the number of people seeking help in the hospitals. So that's something that we need to watch.
0: Professor Azolis, thank you for your perspectives. Professor Teo Yee-Ying from the Sua Sui Hong School of Public Health at NUS. Helping
1: you grow your money on Money FM.